0: On. Winning
1: lottery
0: numbers coming out. I'm gonna switch it up for y'all a little bit. Get calm. You know why? It's hurricane season. Yeah. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge, the new
1: Miami the new Miami the new Miami, the new Miami. the new Miami. the new Miami. Surge, surge. Welcome back to the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Miami Hurricanes, beat writer for the Athletic Manny Navarro joined this time only by one guy and it's not the guy you think it is it's not mike zimmerman (laughs)
0: the
1: man is too busy uh vacationing in new york celebrating uh life uh i'm kidding he's he's busting his ass working like a crazy man for the athletic putting out all these podcasts and he can't record with us all the time he's a busy guy so i've elevated the game kelvin harris my my cohort, my wingman, I've elevated the game and I've started to do these on my own on Zoom. And unfortunately, it might put Mike out of a job. I'm I'm afraid for him. I'm a little scared for him if I start doing these on a regular basis. I know you and Mike have your heated rivalry. How do you feel about this? We don't need Mike right now. What do you think?
0: Dead, dead weight. Just straight dead weight. <laughs> I you love mean, Mike. I love I Mike. I feel liberated.
1: <laughs> I love Mike. He's a great guy and, and I, I want to have him on the show uh, soon hopefully we can start uh, doing more podcasts together again but he's a busy guy like I said he's putting on a ton of podcasts but listen we didn't we didn't get on this uh, tonight here Thursday at 8 30 at night to talk about Mike Zimmer. we got on to talk about what's been happening in college football and I hate to tell you Kelvin but I saw this coming months ago when you and I first started talking um, the Big Ten today announced that it's going to all conference scheduling that comes a day after the Ivy League announces that it's going to push the schedule back to spring. And unfortunately, our country, as it continues to battle the coronavirus, is in a bad, bad situation. A lot of people dying here in Florida. You're, you're out there on the west coast of Florida. I'm on the east coast here. And, you know, we just, the news reports are not good, man. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, colleges are feeling that pressure. And I think eventually, you know, we're headed towards an all-conference schedule And I know some people are afraid they're going to cancel football, but I'm going to share my opinion on that in a minute. Um, But I don't think football is going to be canceled. And I think they're going to try. These Power 5 schools are going to do all they can to get this thing in. But still, how do you feel now? Because we've taken a step now where I think we all kind of assume that it's going to become an all-conference schedule, which is what I told you in the beginning. I thought it would be an all-ACC schedule type thing where you'd have to cancel those non-conference games. I think we're on the doorstep of that could happen soon. And, you know, it, it changes the complexions of everything. And, and if they got to push this thing to the spring, you know, guys may be going to the NFL early. You know, you, you could lose De'Eric King and Greg Rousseau and all these. I mean, it, it, so much can change, but we've reached that point. The, the most important step is we've reached the point now where we're afraid the football season is, is – or not afraid. We know the football season is going to be affected. It's not going to be what it was before. How do you feel, Kelvin Harris, who was looking, you know, looking forward to a great football season this year from this team?
0: Well, first of all, um, I think that the all-conference thing is going to be interesting because I think this could be the separation point between the Power 5 conference and the rest of the NCAA in football because what's going to happen is um, I got a feeling that the SEC and the ACC are going to form an alliance this year because there's already four SEC games that happen every year. And they'll probably figure out a way to get the rest of the schools to add an extra game between those two schools. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Twelve and the Big Ten do the same. Pac-12 is kind of its own thing because Iowa and Iowa State play each other. Nebraska um, still has some rivals with some Big Twelve schools, so they could, you know, add add an extra game there possibly. So there's ten games. Uh, or, or in 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 our case nine games, they're going to figure out a way to have a, pretty much a uniform season. And if it goes well, they're going to go back to the uh, they're going to go back to the NCAA with leverage because let's be honest, the championship doesn't include any of the other group of six conferences in every year anyway. So you know, I just I, I kind of wish they would play. the hopefully they will play the 4 12 games but they may if they don't do the conference the conference alliances they may just like you say play all conference games and still have the BC at the, uh, the the championship series uh, rankings um, either way I feel good for um but this is going to uh, be an interesting dynamic and then one of my friends who coaches at uh, bethune cookman brought up an interesting situation um and it's probably one of the reasons why the uh, Power Five schools have canceled these non-conference games because their level of testing is not at the same level as uh, the non-Power Five schools. Because he said it, t- it costs them four hundred dollars a test, and wow. yeah, That's so <laughs> and and they get they get the test back every I think two to three days. Mm-hmm. So if you're you know, let's just take or FAMU. Well, I, t- I take it back. Florida has a uh, a game against Eastern Washington. It's probably going to get canceled because they want Eastern Washington to test two to three times a week leading up to the game. And you know, Eastern Washington can't afford to do
1: that. Right.
0: But if you're Florida, why are you flying them in, and you don't have any assurances that all their players are safe? Right. So, I was reading where I forget what school it is. I want to say Northern Illinois is going to lose $2.2 million with the cancellation of these Big Ten non conference games because they were playing Ohio State and Illinois. So, there.
1: there's a lot of money being lost. I mean, all around. I mean, Blake James went on WQAM on Wednesday uh, with Joe Rose. And yeah. basically said, look, there's no way to to go about this and and and, and put it a, you know a pretty bow on it. Every school is losing money, but the difference here is that the Power Five schools have the money to do the testing and the capability, mm-hmm. I think, to get this thing done and still play football this year. Now, I think there's going to have to be some concessions made here, and this is this is just my opinion, but I I think ultimately here. What we're seeing is is the bottom line. And the bottom line is football is what subsidizes the entire athletic the
0: department. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you have two factors here. One, the first one is attendance. At this point, the assuming COVID situation continues to go the way that it does, you're gonna have to adopt what the NBA and potentially what Major League Baseball and, and, and other sports are doing, like MLS. no fans in the crowd. You just can't, you can't risk it. So right off the bat, you're losing some form of revenue, but the TV contracts, the power five TV contracts, that is still something that you can sell. I think the issue here is colleges are just going to have to be upfront and honest and say, point blank, we're going to the NBA model. Well, what is the NBA model? That means no other students on campus. Okay. School ain't going to be what it is. You're not going to have, uh, you know, keg parties and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, you, you, just can't, you can't, it can't have the rest of the kids on campus and you got to start treating the players like what they are, thoroughbreds. These are the horses. These are the guys who bring all the money into the school. Kelvin, you were part of that crew at the University of Miami in the 80s and 90s. I hate to say it, but... You guys are the rock stars. The football players are the rock yeah. stars, and they need to be treated like rock stars. And I, I know, look, I know some people may be hearing this and rolling their eyes and saying, no, it's college, they're college kids, this and that. We've reached the brass tax point, boys. I mean, like, the bottom line is COVID ain't going anywhere. It, it could be here for a long time. And if athletic, college athletic programs are going to survive in any way, shape, or form, the only people they got to really worry about are the football players, and put those yeah. guys in a bubble where well, they, where, I, they're, where they're where they're not affected.
0: There are some schools like say Kentucky where, bas- Duke, where basketball is king, but for the most part, you're right. It's the football players. And look, to be honest with you, um, why do the Power Five schools need the NCAA for football? They don't. They really don't. I mean, that's <laughs> why I say this is this is this is a, a, a rubber it's the road type situation for uh, the uh, CAA because this is going to really expose a weakness on their part because if the Power Five conferences got together and said, look, ESPN, I know you got this deal, but we ain't playing. We're thinking about going to CBS or NBC. (laughs) They'll be like, look, we're gonna tear this contract up with, with the NCAA, and let's make this happen. Or, you know, they because I mean, other all right, Central Florida was in the conversation, sort of kind of one year, But other than that, if it's not a Power Five school, you're not making the playoffs, right? You know, I mean, and ESPN. I mean, in theory, you could have two separate, like it. it it's sort of like tiers. You have, you know. It's like 6A and 5A in football in high school. And then, you know, the, the group of six conferences would be like another level of Division One. It wasn't Division One, you know. And then you have, they, I guess they could have their championship. And I mean, the NCAA would be really wounded. So that's why I say there's going to be a come to Jesus meet where they're going to, you know, uh, the, what's the guy's name, Brand? Is that the guy's the head of the NCAA?
1: Was it Miles Brown? I think it was Miles
0: Brown. Yeah, he he's gonna. I don't envy him because you know you've been running around here with that big stick for a long time, and now the rabbit's gonna have the gun because <laughs> I just I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, if I'm if I'm Florida, well, why am I giving Eastern Washington one point four million dollars flying them in, putting them up? I can save that money. And I just play other Power Five schools, and I gotta get them no money. Right. If I want a cupcake, I'll schedule TCU, or well, maybe not. Well, okay, maybe TCU or or uh, uh, Duke. <laughs> you know. Right.
1: By By the way, Miles Brand died in two thousand nine. It's Mark Emmert. That's the guy. But you, Mark you, Emmert,
0: Emmert Brand, they they, they look alike. <laughs>
1: um. But listen, man. Like to me, I look at the situation and. You know, as much as they want to support the other sports, I mean, Stanford cut 11 sports yesterday. These sports need the football money and they need the basketball money. Mm-hmm. And to me, the, the campus is at a certain point, we just have to accept what life is. And sports, when it comes to college athletics, um, they pay a lot of bills, man. I mean, they, they bring in the donations, right? The donors come in because they want to support the athletic program. Uh, yeah. they, they, they help, you know, the money that, that you get off these TV contracts, help a school like Miami, you know, build a bunch of new buildings and, and, and raise money and get the kind of attention it needs. I just think at a certain point here, like, why why are we playing these games? Like, why are we talking about having students back on campus? Like, it's, we you know and I know that, that there's just no way well,
0: that, that well, you're going to control of that, that is, situation. Part of that is those schools have to bring those kids back or else they're going to have to give a discount on the tuition. Right. Because let's just be real. Uh, if you don't have all that other stuff, you might as well be going to the University of Phoenix or the Fry and take it online. You know, cause there's no difference between University of Phoenix and University of Miami if there's no dorms, the lake in the middle of the campus, you know what I'm saying, the books, the parking, the meal plan. It's the the cake parties, Wednesday nights at the RAF skeller I mean you're really paying for like, if you're a parent, what you're really paying for, you pay the degree is one thing, but what you're really paying for is your kid to get out of your hair for four years and go act a fool while he gets a degree. But that's I what we you. can't
1: but that's what we can't afford as a country right now. We cannot afford for the kids to continue to do what they've been doing, which is hey it's part of my French wipe my ass with whatever people are saying and go and party and be with my friends because this thing is not going to kill me. It's going to kill grandpa. And and so that's what you see. You see, you see young people today. Some, I'm not saying all, you see some young people today saying, Hey, this thing's not going to kill me. So I don't care. But the reality is that's why this is spreading. Okay. Because they open up the bars because they, they, they went back and they, and they kind of skipped some steps, go back to the beach, do all this kind of stuff. And as long as there's no cure for this and there's no uh, way to really treat people and help preserve life and and these hospitals are getting overrun, you got to do something drastic. And to me, if you're a sports organization like the NCAA, you have to just come out and be honest if you're going to have any form of survival and just say, look. We got to take care of the thoroughbreds. We, we, we need the basketball, football players. They're the money makers with the TV contracts because really the other sports don't have those contracts. You know, I mean, college baseball basically has the College World Series um, and, you, and, yep. and and it's unfortunate. But for however long it, this has to be a year, two years, three years until we're able to get our country back and, and find a cure to this, hopefully. Um, you know, this is the way we're going to have to operate the same way the NBA, the NFL and everybody else wants to operate, which is, look, you, things cannot be normal. And and so I, I just I hope that at a certain point here, um, you know, that they that they just come out and talk honestly and, and, and make this what it needs to be, because, um, uh, you know, look, Miami's done a lot of good things. And that's kind of what's been overshadowed here. You know, I, I've talked to some parents. I know you talk to players and parents. These kids have been pretty responsible. Like nobody's going out. I'm not saying you know, nobody, but I would say the vast majority of these dudes have been pretty good about staying in their dorm rooms and playing video games and not well, that, being being the 89 Canes who were out on you know clubbing on South Beach.
0: Well, hey, we were we were responsible clubbers, first of all. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was talking when I was talking to my friend, and he was like, Man, how are these kids in Ohio State uh tested positive? I say, cause they calling in the a girl, they met Three weeks ago on Snapchat, they weed man is coming over. They cousins coming over. They you know they live in town. They ain't seen you know in two months because they've been home. But he been running around the neighborhood and he done gave it to him. And then he done gave it to his roommates. And then he done gave it to the strength coach. And before you know it, twenty guys got it and you got to shut down the whole facility. Yep. The one that got he was like, man, North Carolina. I said, well, look, you got to look at North Carolina. It's in the middle of college. It's a college area which means there's a lot of college women. So, you know, a lot of these kids – and that's why, like, I really think if we have this season, I'm going to double down. I'm going to go even higher than I've been saying before. I don't only think we can go undefeated, but I think we can win the whole thing because the focus that these kids are showing right now is like a 180 compared to what's been going on the last couple of years. I mean, last year, you know, you had a quarterback skipping out to go get high. Uh, you know, one quarterback's a porn star. Uh, other guys, uh, you know, hanging out all night. Now it's like they're, you know, they're watching film and all I see is Twitter Twitter picture them running in some sand pit. It's like, what the hell happened? But it's a good what the hell, you right. know. So I, I just think if, if they can work this season out, we can stay healthy. I, first of all, I know what a championship looks like. Uh, part of three and a half of it, because I still am not. I'm not going to concede that 1988 season in Notre Dame. We were the national champions, but this team has the looks of it. But there's three players in my mind that have got to. They got to really step up. Um, four, uh, John Campbell, Mark Polk. D. Wiggins, Zach McLeod, because Zach's going to be the quarterback of the defense, and if he plays good in the middle, solid with the run. Uh, Campbell's going to be the left tackle, if he can protect Gary King. And Wiggins has got to accelerate even more than what he did at some parts last year. And Pope's just got to finally show up. I mean, there's no excuse this year. I mean, they pretty much, uh, you know, they got Sesame Street plays, you know, so, there's no excuse for not know the playbook. And it's just go out there and whatever he's been doing in practice, doing in the games. Uh, we got a quarterback, we got running backs. Hey, there's no reason why. And, and, and to be honest with you, Ohio State and Alabama, uh, Clemson, maybe Georgia, possibly Oklahoma. None of those teams, when you look at the rosters, are just, you, know, you say, man, we can't compete. people. Everybody in the everybody in the country, we have as much or more talent. So now it's just a matter of us, you know, not being the crackhead uncle and get <laughs> this thing done.
1: Don't be Uncle Larry. One um, one interesting aspect. Oh, of, uncle <laughs> one interesting aspect of all this is, you know, do they do, does the Power Five schools? And again, Blake James went on the radio to talk about a lot a lot about this yesterday or on. on uh, Wednesday, rather, as we sit here and talk about this Thursday night. Um, but he essentially talked and, and said that, you know, the Power Five schools are going to work in unison, essentially, here, uh, he thinks, and that, uh, you know, the group of five would hopefully come along. Um, but in the end, I mean, there's, there's – I think they don't want to push it to the spring, but if they have to, um, you know, they will be a They're not going to push
0: it to the spring.
1: But nah, if, if they did, and, let's, and, and that's why we do podcasts, hypotheticals, do you think Greg Rousseau, Derek King, and all these guys still play the season? Because that that would vastly change Miami's season if they end up playing. Derek
0: King will definitely play because he's got the most to prove. Because you know the reason why he came to Miami or even transferred was he's got to show that he's just he's not a wide receiver. He's he's got to do it at a you know a higher elevated level. Um Gregory Rousseau will probably play, I think, because of who he is. Now as soon as he got hurt, he'd be out.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You know, if he got hurt, he's like, oh, I'm done. Uh Rochet would he, you know, it's the same situation as uh as a uh, King. As a matter of fact, if it goes to spring, I'm definitely put... Penciling us in as the national
1: champions <laughs> um it's interesting i, I mean, you know that
0: gives us a but i just I, I just don't see it you
1: you think they're gonna play in the fall for sure yeah i mean i think there's the fear of if you if you push the games back to the spring there's no guarantee that anything's gonna get better um especially you know when you go through the winter and, and how the disease might spread then once you get out of the summertime well like
0: they what. were they were talking about that on get up this morning with paul Finebaum and heather damage and it was pretty much consensus. That's 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 like that's like last resort, last resort.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, but I've heard from some people that they ain't even trying to do that. That's like now they know they uh, now they're not going to cancel because they need that TV money.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: But I will say this from a standpoint of logistics: a spring it could work in spring because remember what, what goes on in spring on ESPN? Spring games. Right. And they go from early March, uh, middle of March through late April. Well, if you started the season at March, first weekend of March uh, through April, I guess basically you could get non-conference in and playoffs, two playoff games So in May. So before the kids graduated from college, you could get the entire uh, season in. Now, that would screw the pros up because you have the draft picks coming in literally right out of a season. Right. Which is another reason why I don't think it's going to happen because the pros would be like, nah, they, they're going to push back. on. But on top of that, a lot of those schools would lose money school-wise because like I said, they gotta get this fluff in. I mean, you you charging me 50 grand. What am I getting for my 50 grand? You right. know? So football is football is key, which, you know, honestly, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway, this be more reason people should want. Because if you don't, you know, whatever your feelings, hey, if this stuff keeps spreading, they're gonna have to shut this down. I mean, Florida, Texas, and California, the three most important states for (laughs) football, and they're three of the four hottest outbreak states, excuse me, outbreak places in the world. Right. So obviously what we're doing right now ain't working. We need to do something different because they don't want to shut this season down. I'm I'm even more interested in what they're going to do with high school because, you know, um, you need parents. Like, I was telling my friend who's an athletic director of the school around here, I said, I think that you let parents come to the game. Because, like I said, you've got a roster. Say, let's say you got 50 kids on your, your high school team. Um, that's at the most 100 parents. Maybe 120 parents if you take, equipment manager, you know, maybe a student trainer. So you got 100, 120 people in the stands. You can spread them out. Uh, and then you won't have the kids waiting around. After the game for parents, where once again, kids be kids, they get a little too close. Next thing you know, grandpa's in the hospital. So, you know, this thing is, but this is a fluid situation. Um, They're supposed to go to prep, they're supposed to go to fall practice August 7th, right? It's August
1: 7th. August 7th is when it actually, yes. I mean, next week is when they have mandatory workouts. July 13th is mandatory workouts. And then August 7th is when training camp is supposed to start.
0: Well, I think they're still going to go to training camp, and if they just go to non-conference schedule, for most teams, the month of September is uh, basically you basically have a a quick spring practice going right into the season. So you know it may actually enhance the quality of play, to keep these kids from getting hurt because you need like the stuff with the pros is doing no no padded practices, no preseason games. That's some dumb shit because your body you you're having a car wreck mm-hmm. for 2 hours and your body needs to get used to the car wreck so right. you know you look at baseball you notice those baseball players have some of the dumbest injuries cuz mm-hmm. you got a guy standing out in right field for 2 hours not moving Then he bats maybe he gets walked 2 3 times in a row and he goes you know not get a ball hit to him then like in late in the seventh inning, he gets a ball in the gap and he tries to take a double into a triple and damn, there goes the ham. Because he's tighter than a rubber band. Yeah. And that's what's gonna happen with these kids. You know, you know, you gotta get used to that. You know, I ain't saying you gotta go out there and have two practices a day, four pads, but you gotta do some pad work. I mean, that's just foolish. Right. Well,
1: um, I, it's Man, the the news that's breaking – and that's why I wanted to get on with you because I wanted to talk about some of these scenarios, um, you know, and, and what they do with the scheduling. Uh, for scheduling purposes, I looked. I said, well, when, when could Miami and Michigan State make up this game? Because they got a two – you know, they got a home-and-home home contract. Michigan State's supposed to come to Miami in 2021. Uh, you know, Big Ten schools play nine conference games. So, um, they have three non-conference every year. Michigan State's schedule is filled up till 2026. Miami has openings in t- from 2026 on, on their schedule. So it's just a matter of does, does Miami, when they reschedule that, um, you know, having two tough road games um, against uh, Power 5 teams, is that something that they want to do? Because I think in 2026 – I want to look this up. I had it open a little while ago. In 2026, they play at South Carolina and then have a uh, FAMU. So, you know, do they – do they add, uh, another, you know, Michigan State to South Carolina? So you're playing two, you know, like I said, two power five road opponents.
0: By, by that time, South Carolina will be back to what they used to be, Vanderbilt.
1: <laughs> That's right. It, it's been a struggle for those guys. Um, yeah. Well, man, it's uh, – I appreciate you coming on, man, and talking with me and, and, and doing this uh, this quick podcast based off the news today. I want a Hurricanes fans to have something, um, you know, that, that – uh, their, their guys are watching and talking about. I know they come to you a lot, Kelvin, for your opinion. They love to, to hear what you think. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, the priority has to be just getting the season in. And, and, you know, I think you can live without the non-conference games. I think you can go to an all-conference schedule. And even if you don't have a typical national championship-type setup this year, if Miami goes out and has a successful year and they go 8-1 and one or 9-1, and one, however many games they end up playing, you um, you know, because I would assume that Notre Dame would probably get added to the schedule, by the way, because Notre Dame's got to fill up its schedule, you know, play six ACC teams a year. Well, guess what? If if, if all the power five schools stop playing Notre Dame, then what? Um, you know, I would think Notre mm. Dame, you know, they, they're going to have to add some some games to schedule. So that'll be interesting. And then the question about whether or not they go to a playoff and have a championship, that's a whole nother conversation. I don't even want to get to that point yet. It's just speculation. Uh, what they do. But I think if if Miami just plays well in the conference has a good season, then they continue the momentum as far as recruiting. And that's really the most important thing because, you know, they got to they gotta replace some studs and they've got a, a pretty good recruiting class right now. Agree or disagree? In the end, I mean, you just want to see them have a successful season in some capacity, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to see them be successful, but my, my thought process is back to what it was when I was there. We have all the pieces in place. To run the table and um, have another ticket tape parade down Biscayne Boulevard. You know. So.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think college football it's it's going to be interesting what they do with the playoff and what they decide. But I and I don't even want to speculate on that because that's that's not something that that we haven't even gotten to the point yet where they've canceled. Uh, Every conference has come on and said they're going to cancel the non-conference, but we're certainly headed that way. And I wanted our listeners to just kind of hear our thoughts based on what's happened so far. And you know, and you know what, we get to record a podcast without Mike Zimmerman. Shout out to Mike Zimmerman.
0: Yeah, got rid of the dead weight.
1: (laughs) That rivalry, man. He's going to enjoy this this commentary. You know, this proves
0: that (laughs) a monkey can do uh, a, 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 a highly intellectual. A uh, golden retriever could do Mike's job. <laughs> uh, he, he, I, I,
1: we got to give him a chance to defend himself on the next podcast. I'm going to give him like five minutes to just go at you and see, see what he comes up with.
0: Yeah. Hey, I welcome that.
1: <laughs> Calvin, always fun talking to you, bro. Talk to you soon. Miami,
0: the new Miami. Surge, Surge, the new